Hello and welcome to Fans of the Genre 21 for March 27th, 2017. I'm Brian Swanson. I'm Mike Krieger. And I'm Rhodes Clark. A little bit of housekeeping. I finally beat Neo. I played more Type Shift. Brian hasn't had enough time to say anything more about Mass Effect. And Mikey hasn't even begun to left Hyrule and we're tired of talking about Zelda. I am, anyway. <laughs> I'm not. Um, <laughs> so instead of a traditional episode, this one might be a little bit shorter. And we're just going to talk about our history with video games as well as our favorite games ever. Um, so I just wanted to sort of like start this off by saying, uh, or by asking you both what your earliest gaming memories were. And if, if you want some time to think about it, I can start. Um, I mean, I, uh, I could, I, I could I have, go, but I'll let you start while I, and I can like, you know, formulate right. it more coherently. Yeah. Rose. So, okay. <laughs> I, uh, I remember my brother introducing me to games as with most things. My brother introduced me to like everything right um he's like eight years older than me so he just sort of had these things but i i want to say the earliest time i remember playing video games was was on his super nintendo and it was probably was it super mario world that was really popular on on the the snes (laughs) where you can ride yoshi yes that mary that very well could have been the the first game i ever played well was it a baby mario he i don't think it was a baby mario that's yoshi's island well, I'm just, yeah, I'm just asking. Yeah. No, no, Death's wasn't uh, Yoshi's Island. No. I remember that much. Yeah. But so I okay, that was probably the first game I ever played, right? But um, I want to believe that it was Duck Dodgers or whatever that Daffy Duck, the Mar, the Marvin missions or something. Oh yeah. The Mar- okay. Yeah. Uh, because I so <laughs> I I'm holding that game up like on a pedestal in my mind because I remember it being really good and I don't think it is. Um. But some of the people that are involved that were involved in that studio like have gone on to make some really cool games. Like and they're still making cool games. Like who? So um I remember researching it like four months ago and I can't remember off the top of my head. Gotcha. Now. But um <laughs> Yeah, so that was that was mine. And then eventually I got a uh my dad doesn't play games anymore, but for whatever reason something compelled him to buy a Game Boy, like original Game Boy. Mm-hmm. Um and he, you know, he basically, he, for all intents and purposes, he gave it to me um, once he lost interest. And I remember playing like a baseball game that was on that and Tetris and then eventually Pokemon. Pokemon was like the first game where I was like, yep, this is mine. And I like, and I like it. You're a gamey boy. Yep. That was me. And then ever since then, it's been sort of like nonstop. All downhill. I love, yeah, I'm a hundred percent gamer now um, <laughs> till the day I die, baby. Yeah. What about you guys? Um, I, I, I feel like I have just always kind of grown up, um, mm-hmm. like with those with those like consoles already there. Like, um, my earliest memories, like I already had known that there was an NES at my my grandmother. She's she's Italian, so we actually call her Noni at my at my Noni's um, mm-hmm. house. There there was always like this, and it's still there. This like pristine, functioning, awesome. Um, NES that my brother and I would always play when my mom would stop by over there because she always lived, she lives, she lives less than a mile from us. So, um, oh, cool. you know, it'd be oftentimes we'd like go home, uh, or get picked up from daycare and we'd stop by there really quick. My mom had to like go do some errand or something and we'd run upstairs and play Kirby's Dreamland or, um, Super Mario Brothers 3 or one of the many other games that we have. Yeah. Um, I remember being bummed out because we had a, a like helicopter game. But I couldn't play it because we didn't have the like throttle 
controller mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Like, I, I don't know why we had that game and didn't have the throttle, but I always remember <laughs> thinking, like, what the heck? This is this is so cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, but cool. beyond that, you know, I had a Game Boy, and there's a picture of me playing the Game Boy on the ground, like, with the Game Boy on the ground, tr- me trying to play it, but also being, like, a very tiny child. <laughs> Probably, <laughs> like, maybe two. Yeah. Or something, and I couldn't hold it. And so that's a picture of me that I need to go research you it somewhere. Scan, you should scan that so we can uh, share <laughs> yeah. <it> someday. <laughs> but I have the like the memory of you know the N64 Christmas. Yeah. And my brother being, of course, the first person to play it, my older brother. Um, yeah. And beating Goma, the first boss of uh, Ocarina of Time mm-hmm. in the Deku Tree. And just like, you know... I, I sort of just kind of vividly remember sitting in front of the TV and looking at it and like the, the camera kind of just like pans up to the spider and then you yeah. see the, like the name of it pop up and it like that, that's just a really cool moment in that game. Sure. Um, I, I and then like what? Oh, go ahead. No, go keep ahead. going. Oh, I was just going to say like the N64 is definitely one of those consoles that I just remember having. Like, I don't yeah. remember anyone. It's so, it's a very getting weird, it. like, kind of nebulous thing because i feel like so much of it isn't like nostalgia based because like the games that were on there like there's a lot of like really solid games on there but Mm -hmm. like it's it's not a great console yeah so here's the thing like (laughs) you guys and like and and i'm the nintendo fanboy on this podcast and the n64 (laughs) is like yeah yeah so I'm 24. 25. How old are you guys again? You guys are a little older than me. Uh, I'm 25 in like I'm a couple days. Just straight up 25. Oh, okay. I thought you guys were... <laughs> okay. Anyway, no, that, like for our generation, like so many people our age like have very fond memories of the N64 because I think it was like the only thing they ever played. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like after, once they got past like a certain age, nothing else came out and they 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 never touched another console or something right like so a lot of people remember just playing yeah. probably super mario 64 a lot of smash brothers and ocarina of time and those are golden like, mario kart it's like probably mario kart yeah I, actually yes like even like, more than the other ones yeah like aside from Zelda, golden it's, it's mario kart yeah i feel like golden Knight comes up more with like the quote-unquote hardcore gamers right yeah, i, I but think like people who are like maybe five years older than us like yeah like it, it's definitely like that generation immediately above us because like yeah like i was Mm-hmm. Um, four years old when the 64 mm-hmm. came out and six years old whenever Zelda came to it. So yeah, like, and I, like I personally grew up in a house where I wasn't allowed to play GoldenEye. Um, so that, that that's sure. a big part of it too. But I feel like that's definitely like just a little bit older than us is the, there's like yeah. the audience. Uh, but like other than really, that, like, the only the other memory I can think of sure. is, uh, uh it was, may have been my, like, oh, my seventh birthday, but I, the N64 was out. We had an N64, but we also had a SNES. And I specifically remember I asked for a Link to the Past for my birthday, and I got it. And that was like the first time I really got to play a Link to the Past, and it was really cool. I think we stayed up all nice. night, which is cool for a seven-year-old. Cool. Yeah, man. Uh, Mikey, what are your earliest memories? Um, so mine go about as far back as my memories do. Uh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so my my first christmas um like so when i was like nine months old uh my grandparents got me and my brother who's five years older than me um a super nintendo and like i my brother would always try to claim right that it was too. his but like my mom was like no that was actually a joint gift to the two of you. so like brothers uh 
At, at my one, brother did that shit too. <laughs> uh, at one point, he was wanting to trade it in. I think for a PlayStation. I was like, "Uh, fuck you! That's not happening." Mm-hmm. Like, this is mm-hmm. my Super Nintendo, and I still have it. Um, nice. So, and like before then, like I got my family's a bunch of pictures of me like playing with like an original Nintendo, um, in mm-hmm. NES, and like I've, you know, I've always been fascinated by them. Like even though I, you know, obviously didn't know what the fuck I was doing then, like it's always just been something I was super into. And like my like very earliest memories are probably playing. Um, I remember I was super into Aladdin on super mm-hmm. Nintendo. Uh, Donkey Kong country was, is still one of my favorite games of all time. Um, That's so weird to so think about. Like I, I have such fond memories of these like old ass games that are older happy. than me. A link to the yeah. past is a year older than me. Actually more like four months, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Ugh, uh, wow. Super Super Mario World's a year older than me. Um, so that came out in '91. I, I guess it's more like six months older than me. But um, yeah, yeah. Like I've, you know, I've still have my original Super Nintendo. I played the hell out of it. Like it's always been, uh, like a big part of, you know, what, what I've been into. Like I, I grew up on those from a very very early age, and it's just always kind of stuck with yeah. me. Um, if there's a problem that I have with like the way I was brought up with this sort of stuff, like the only console from that from growing up that i still have is my dad's game boy probably because it was my dad's but like we grew up in a household where like Mm. like i learned about trading games in and reselling because of my older brother yeah and like i i still think that that's like i i just don't have anything older to go back to um Mm -hmm. because yeah i don't know um because we always traded shit in or if it broke we didn't replace it you know yeah um Uh, so yeah Whenever my brother tried to trade in our Super Nintendo a few years later, after my mom mm-hmm. had remarried and I had a older stepbrother, um, we all three um, got a joint Nintendo 64, which I think nice. it would have been like 97. Um, and th- and then they actually eventually traded that in for a PlayStation, and I was I was livid. Yeah, like, like I think I'd gotten to play. Majora's mm. Mask. I I remember playing Majora's Mask on sixty four, like when it had come out, but mm-hmm. which is weird because then that would have been when the PS two was out. Like I I don't know the timeline of that, but I I very vividly remember like my mom saying, and it wasn't even like a cost thing. It was like you can't have, <laughs> like all of these different systems. Yeah. So, so <laughs> yeah. we had to choose, and so um, yeah. I was the only one who wanted to keep the sixty four. And I guess like looking back on it, I kind of I get it, like because. Yeah. Like, like as I was just saying, the mm-hmm. 64 wasn't a great console. It had a few like mm-hmm. amazing games, but right. Other than that, it's whatever. Do you guys have um, any stories of like your brothers or people in your family like, uh, one doing time, shit with your own game? One time, uh, my uh, we got a okay. PlayStation uh, One eventually. Instead of like, it's okay, go uh, ahead. And yeah. it was mine. Like my like my brother had. Yeah, I think the SNES might actually be his, but. When I got the PlayStation One, it was mine. Just and and I finally had that leverage over him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Short lived, but Sony, Sony uh, fanboy. I remember yeah. he was like there, yeah. there were two instances <laughs> I remember uh, with him in, in the in the PlayStation One. It, and this it especially like bothered me because he was like using it quote without my permission, you know. Um, and the first one was for whatever reason he like walked well yeah. and he walked up to me because he felt guilty. But for whatever reason, he was playing the PlayStation and like mm-hmm. had opened it up and was like fiddling with the disc reader. Do you remember how it had that? It had that little like thing where it would read the disc. Oh, 
Oh God! Yeah. That would it, it would yeah. it, the, the yeah, flimsy it would plastic. Read the bottom of the yeah. disc, and it would like go back and forth, and the disc would spin. And so uh, he was like fiddling with that, and he had convinced himself that he broke it, mm-hmm. and he felt so guilty, and was just like, "I, I'm, I'm sorry, I bro- broke your PlayStation." Oh, and I no. think I was probably pissed or something, and and then it worked, <laughs> and it wasn't an issue at that point. Yeah. Oh, good. Uh-huh. My, uh, I got Diddy Kong Racing for N64. Oh, fuck yes, uh, such a good for game. Chris- for Christmas, and like, uh, I even at a very young age, I was probably like, oh man, this plays different yeah, than Mario yeah. Kart. I, I can't really get into it. I don't like it, sort of thing, right? But, but it, it was mine, right? Like, so even if I hadn't played it for a couple months, my brother he traded it in, and I got so pissed, like. He claimed that it was his and I yes. like, you know, you recreate your memories every time you recount them, you know, like yeah. I could be totally wrong, but in the moment I was like, no, I got this for Christmas. I remember exclusive, like I explicitly, this is mine. And he just like, wouldn't let up. And my mom, I don't, I don't even remember what she did, but I, I feel like I remember her saying like, it probably didn't matter. Like Justin, don't do that ever again. This was Rhodes, you know, but it, it didn't matter. I probably like, in all honesty, I probably got another game. To the other thing that my brother did was still, he was so formatted my PlayStation One memory card on accident. At one point, uh, he was just like fiddling around on the options and press triangle like twice, and it was ugh. like another moment where normally he's like the mm-hmm. techie guy. He is very like smart. I mean, we're both pretty techie, but you know, he wouldn't have done that on <laughs> purpose. And so the fact that he did that on accident, mm-hmm. it was just like a moment that I remember, like him just being so guilty and like. He knew I could I could read it on his face. If I had done that to him, he would have been just pissed, and I just had to like have that moment where I got to be like the adult and like yeah, be fine, better man. whatever, get out of my face. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, for me, I don't think I can't think of any like specific examples other than like I never got to be the character in games I wanted. Um, because my brother's had first oh. pick. Um, like actually, uh, I've like in football, I've always had a second favorite team. Um, and that's been the, the Jaguars because mm-hmm. when we played, um, I could never choose to be the Seahawks, which is our local team. Um, yeah. because my brothers always picked them first. And so, um, and because this, this would have been us playing NFL blitz and like, Oh man, that, blitz is so good. That, that, that game is one sports. of the best sports games ever made. Yeah. Um, I don't even like but, sports games. Yeah, that, that game's phenomenal. Um, sports. Which I'm super excited for the new Mutant League football or whatever yeah. it is that's coming out because it's basically an NFL Blitz. But um, mm-hmm. but yeah, so like I've always been a Jaguars fan because it was right after they came out and like because they, they had just been a team for like maybe a few <laughs> years and they had the most 90s ass logo and I was like, fuck yeah, that looks so cool and their colors <laughs> were like teal and yellow, I think at the mm-hmm. time and it's just like hell yeah this is totally up my alley um but we had a super nintendo and a sega genesis at one of my grandmother's house and uh mm-hmm. i would bring my games there and play them while they were there actually it actually i think it was my original super nintendo and when we got our 64 my mom was like we can't have all these games in the house and she brought it over there um but one of my cousins Damn. absolutely took uh my copy of super mario kart um and i was like Damn. Like I tore apart my grandma's house like on a tirade. Oh no! Um, and like and and she like she was fine. Like she she was kind of pissy that my cousin stole it because like yeah. we you know offered to leave that there so we could all use it. And so mm-hmm. yeah, 
And I think they also might have taken one Damn. of my or my uh, Mario Paint mouse. Oh, um, gosh, I, I, and I, I love Mario Paint. Mario Paint's a good one. Yeah, uh, a lot of my favorite memories with games are, sorry, a lot of my favorite moments with games are like tied to people specifically, like or like experiences that I've had with friends or like. I love Halo because I think I told you guys this once because I had a friend who was basically my vessel to play Halo. <laughs> like I'd go to his house just to play Halo and it, it was sort of like, you know, we're good friends, but like all I really wanted to do is uh, yeah. play some multiplayer, play through co-op, like try out legendary. Um, and then I also I remember Brandon. moments like me and my buddy Brandon, who you guys will meet. Hey Brandon. You've met Brandon. Yeah. Mikey, you'll meet Brandon. Cool. Hell yeah. Listen to it one day. Um, he doesn't listen to the show. I don't think any of them know how to listen to podcasts. Um, yeah. Uh, so with him, we rented the first Bayonetta. Oh, um, I can talk about Hollywood video. We had a Hollywood video in Sammamish. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, we crushed it in a weekend. And like there's something I love about the decision to like to stay up late with your friends, to stay up all night with your friends mm-hmm. and like beat a, a difficult game or like go through something together. Me, Brandon and our, uh, and our friend Ryan also did that with Batman Arkham Asylum. And that, and because of that experience of playing through the whole game in a weekend with my best friends, like trading off the controller, having like a collective reaction to all of its twists and um, that, is still my favorite in that series of games just because yeah um i was with good friends you know what i mean yeah yeah have you guys ever done that sort of thing like rent a game with a best friend and crush it um i can't think of any particular time that i rented um Mm -hmm. but i definitely had friends that i'd go over and you know play specific games with like uh I never had uh, an xbox 360 so any of the major games i'd go over to my friend's house and we'd play them there um play god we played halo 3 mm-hmm. gears of war like like all of those big games i'd go over to his house and play and um yeah yeah like i, I feel like most people who grew up playing games like they have their friends who it's like oh my friend has that game yeah. like we just go over there every weekend until we beat it um yeah like i had a group of three uh friends who were brothers and mm-hmm. nice. i would go over to their place to play uh four swords legend of zelda four nice. swords because and like four GameCube like, link controllers, it's really hard to get four people in a room to play that together, and it's yeah. really convenient. Yeah, and it's really convenient when you have three uh, people who. Uh, yeah, I that, used to live you know, in another neighborhood. Live in the same my house. Parents, uh, before we all moved into a different house about a mile away, and um, the friends that lived in that old neighborhood mm-hmm. and my brother and I remained close for many more years after that, and uh, we would always like rent games from Blockbuster, which is just like. Uh, not very far away and then bring them over there and so we played a lot of guilty gear x2 which was pretty cool mm-hmm. oh man that was that was awesome and <laughs> Dude. Uh, a lot of perfect dark back back in the day uh i don't know if you guys played it or remember the the vengeance bot but that was like just nuts it was a it was a bot that you could turn on like just to have another body in a multiplayer mm-hmm. game that would try to kill you and uh its whole thing would be that it would passively walk around the map until it was killed and then it would immediately like amp up its difficulty and hunt down whichever player killed it for the rest of the match it was really wild (laughs) 
<laughs> oh man, that sounds like because cra- like programming an AI like that. Yeah, it sure seems like, like it. Endlessly be on a chase mode, just sort of like hunting you down. Yeah, it's creepy that's when you think about it for too kind long. of like anxiety inducing. Um, that's cool. Yeah. Um, another thing that I remember is being 16 and really, really wanting to buy Grand Theft Auto 4. Uh, <laughs> but GameStop doesn't sell you uh, games and like uh, M rated games until you're 17. Yeah. And um, at the time, in the political climate, GTA was, was coming up a lot. Mode, and it was right? definitely a game that our parents wouldn't let us get. Yeah. Yeah, because that was San Andreas. So I'm sure that because it was coming out, it was making the rounds as like a game your kids shouldn't play, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so we convinced my friend's older brother to buy it for us. We like, we collectively bought it. We split it but evenly. Um, and And then we brought it back to his house. And I think like my friend's mom saw it in my bag because I was spending the night. And I just sort of threw it in my overnight bag. Um, it was either that or like we accidentally at dinner, like throughout the word, the the initialism GTA. <laughs> and she's like, GTA, what's that? Because <laughs> like, she's not an idiot. She knew, right? <laughs> and uh, I look at my friends and I was like, oh, uh, Gran Turismo Accelerate. <laughs> That's the new Gran Turismo game. It's like a new <laughs> racing game. It's about cars. And we sort of thought, like, you know, if she did walk in, we'll be in a car. Like, it won't, it will look like maybe a racing game, right? Yeah. Um, and, uh, like, especially whenever she, you're like, you don't want to do it to go like murder prostitutes and yeah. whatnot. Like, it's like, no, I just actually kind of want to play this fun game. Like, totally. Look, like, Mikey, we were, so, we were 16. We like wanted to fuck around with the prostitutes. We well, were yeah. dumb little boys. No, like, but like, I definitely had the same scenario where it's like, yeah. All right, we've got a good thing going here. Like, let's not fuck it up by like going and yeah. doing all that super dastardly. <laughs> we resisted the urge. Yeah, we want our moms to be matter. proud of us, boys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Upstanding citizens and did like, you feel yeah. GTA Four? Did you immediately feel like weird or mm-hmm, guilty mm-hmm. or just have that odd feeling when you guys got it? Like you're holding it in your hands. Like, oh yeah, I don't. I'm not supposed to have this, and I don't want to get in trouble, but I want this. I think. I cognitive dissonance, mm-hmm. man. Oh yeah, it was exactly that. Especially when <laughs> it was especially true when it was clear that she knew we were um, lying to her, and she's been nothing but sweet to us. And she's like, she'll be at the wedding too. She's so nice. Like she's like my second mom. Um, but I mean, everyone was ended up ended up being chill. We were able to convince them. It's probably because um, I think she views me as a really good sure. influence on my friend. And uh, if I'm allowed to play something like that. You know, um, and I just like sounded like the biggest asshole right then. But <laughs> no, uh, no, no. <laughs> I think you both know You're what I mean. Just throwing your friend under the bus. Um, no, I'm like right, right. I'm elevating myself yeah. beyond I need to where I need to be. Um, um, no, I definitely have a few of those stories. Like I, from something as stupid as like, oh, I was up at like well, eleven thirty when I was in middle buddy, school playing um, the early Sims me both in the played city that on game. my 3DS, and I got my oh, 3D, yeah, 3DS yeah. taken away for like two or three weeks. Um. Yeah. But, and I, I remember uh, having my friend's mom, uh, like, not, not buy me, like, with her own money. Like, I had money because I was, like, working for my family members and oh, babysitting mm-hmm. and stuff. Uh, but I had my friend's mom buy me Resident Evil 4. Um, nice. Like, and I 
totally just like uh like she was just taking us to walmart or whatever like with her and i was like oh hey like i've been meaning to come pick this up but my mom hasn't had time to take me like like would you be able to pick this up for me and she's mm-hmm. like oh yeah of course no problem um yeah that didn't end up super great i was about to say um, smooth criminal over my there. family or my my parents were very pissed about that <laughs> turns out yeah i don't think um my parents have ever really cared that much about like the Violence. content of games and yeah because yeah. like um wow the wedding keeps coming up but my photographer <laughs> at the wedding uh is the guy who worked at the Sammamish GameStop <laughs> and we would go in there when we were 13 and 14 just like bugging the shit out of him and we eventually like he was like normally all the people that come in here are super shitty but these kids are really cool and like I don't know it, it turned into like a really long friendship and he uh he got me my first job yeah. at GameStop when I turned 18 and he's just been like sort of like a third older brother, you know, um, in a weird way. But, uh, because we were close to him, <laughs> That's whenever good. we'd buy an M rated game, he'd be able to convince my parents that it was worth it. It was okay. You know, like, well, yeah, especially as a yeah. GameStop employee, as like f- an expert. Just yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like, by no, like 13, my parents didn't care yeah, anymore. That's cool. I wish I had, that person yep do you guys um i'm curious uh when i yeah. was we had a eb it was before gamestop became <laughs> gamestop we had an eb what, games hollywood video uh, eb games yeah memory lane right yeah so uh, we were just like looking in to buy something and my brother was like i heard this game is good and he handed me the <laughs> playstation greatest hits of final fantasy 7 which nice. might be the like like the, the green spine on it. Um, yeah, the green spine. I think I still have that. Um, Masterclass. But it was something I never heard of, and then was just like immediately blown away. And I guess it seems silly to think that like you wouldn't have heard of uh, Final Fantasy or Final Fantasy Seven. Yeah. Um, or to like stumble on the greatest hits version, which is probably two years mm-hmm. after it came out. You know. Yeah. Do you have any uh, surprises like that? Oh, or man. like things that you just sort of like, I mean, this is before like Twitter feeds and like being aware of every single game ever, but yeah. it seems crazy to like to be a fan of games at a young mm-hmm. age and not know what Final Fantasy was, especially having had a PlayStation and a, you know, Super Nintendo. Like, I, I think for me, that was Pokemon. Um, so mm-hmm. I remember before a um, long road trip, I think we were driving down to the Grand Canyon. Um, mm-hmm. My mom took me to Walmart and was like, all right, you can buy a game. <laughs> if you're a Game Boy that you can play in the car on the way there, just so you know, you don't go right. fucking crazy on the multiple day trip. Um, and so we get in there and we ask the guys like, "Oh, hey, like, what's a really good Game Boy game for you know for us to pick up? We're about to go on a trip and you know like something to play." He's like, mm-hmm. "Oh yeah, we just got this cool game where you you like collect monsters and we can fight against each other and they have like these like all these different types and like it's really cool." And um. Instead of getting Pokemon, I was like, hey, <laughs> I like this character. I'm going to get Taz the Tasmanian Devil, the video game. And it was <laughs> hot trash. Uh, yep. I played it for maybe like half an hour. And I was like, this is terrible. And like, this is back, I think, before um, like they changed the way that like returns on games and stuff work. So we took it back and returned it. And then I got Pokemon mm-hmm. Blue. Sure. And, um, yeah, th- that was like revolutionary for me. Like, yeah. Especially because th- that would have been, yeah. God, I was like maybe like four years Me old. Too. Like I could just read, like yeah, 
like I learned how to read blank Pokemon because it was so fucking good and like oh I think I think we all did it, it yeah. in some capacity right like yeah and it's uh, for yeah. at for like us it's like was one of the first like the first probably like super popular like really text heavy game for, like yeah like since like like text only like adventure games on PCs in like the eighties mm-hmm. um like yeah like th- that was the the bet like number one thing i could probably think of that like i stumbled upon mm-hmm. was like holy shit um because when i was like super little like i was reading nintendo power um at game crazy i uh had like the yeah. whatever magazine that they gave you um game crazy was like I hollywood, what that was called yeah hollywood videos game store counterpart mm-hmm. um yeah and so like i had like a bunch of game magazines so like at that like from then on it was really hard for something to like kind of slip by and like really catch me off guard like i like aside from pokemon i really can't think of much yeah. like there are a few things that uh, i liked more than others I, um but nothing that really like i went into blind like yeah yeah because like after pokemon and right around that time also like ocarina of time i was like okay like we used to that was that was kind of like the nail in the coffin for me i was like okay this is it like this is what i'm into this is what i'm about yeah and so then i like yeah just like started reading up about everything yeah like and i I would bring in like nintendo powers like for school and and, like if we didn't have to do like like assigned reading or anything like that i'd sit there and like read nintendo powers like front to back and i had to memorize and like i i would get home every day check the mailbox like damn it like where's my nintendo power and it like yeah after a week of getting my yeah from getting my last one like yeah that's funny yeah like Uh, um I have one one game for uh like just came out of nowhere had no idea mm-hmm. about it uh Dragon Quest Monsters on the Game Boy Color. Um, I played Joker on the DS, but I thought it was amazing. Um, but uh, uh, so it wasn't Dragon Quest Monsters; it was Dragon Warrior Monsters. Was it Dragon Warrior Monsters? Amazing. Yes. Yeah, that game was fucking awesome. Yeah, the, the like pseudo Pokemon game. Yeah. Yeah. No, actually, like a month ago, I went and like looked it up. I was like, what the fuck happened to that game? Because, um. Like I'm actually super excited for the new Dragon Quest on Switch, and it's like whatever yeah. happened to that old Dragon Warrior game? And like, I went back and read IGN's review from you know like hmm. 1999 or whatever. Oh shit, I want to read that. Um, it's it's by uh, Craig Harris, who's one of like my yeah. f- early favorite video games writers like ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was yeah, it was really cool. And like the the way that they reviewed games was totally different now than uh than from what it is now, and it was just so crazy to go back and yeah. read it um but no that, that game was awesome like it, it was so um, good breeding it was, was van gogh themed yeah um and breeding was like a massive component uh-huh. to it like i think before gold and silver came out and like they added breeding um i think so yeah it, and they so yeah, uh, ign gave it a nine you just throw a meat at monsters and they join your party and you fight other monsters and you like the whole all the mechanic is like to to like clear out a zone and then like find the hole and then like fall down a hole into another level. Yeah. And then you keep going until you get to like the boss. And then you go back to the tower. It was, and it the, was cool. The way that you acquired hmm. monsters wasn't but like through like a Pokemon, like Pokeball means like you had to win them over, like by like feeding them like steaks or whatever. Yeah. Um, and like they fought like behind your Sprite in the overworld. Like you had, um, their three sprites like following you the whole way. Cause you could have a, I think, uh, huh, Three monsters was your max yeah um and i remember my brother breeded like the gold royal jelly which is like the best monster in the game and i was like yeah it's like oh my god you did it like it was <laughs> one of those moments where it's like 
like you like when your your siblings like do something in video games that like you couldn't do and yeah. you're just like in awe of like oh like my brother's a legend right <laughs> um the other thing i remember about it too is it's probably the the first game i could really recall where there was like a hub area like a hub town that you would like constantly return to but as you progress through the game the the world the, the hub town would grow and like react to what you did and you'd get higher and higher into the tower until you get to the top and then like areas in the top would change as you like continued through the game and i i don't remember any game before that really really doing that like in such a clear way and so i don't know i just love when games like show you what like create for you what's familiar and then mm-hmm. iterate on that slowly throughout the game to to establish like um I guess like meaning and um, just, I don't know, intrigue. Sure. Um, let's move on. If you guys, if you guys want to talk about uh, our favorite games ever. And I'm also curious to hear your answers because I would posit, or maybe that's not the right word choice, but mine <laughs> aren't tied to being younger. Like I'm really willing to throw the, bed out with the bathwater. i'm full of really great phrases today and like <laughs> a lot of my favorite games ever yeah the baby i said bed uh are like from um like the last i think five or six years yeah it's or it's one of those uh, things when people are like oh like what are your favorite games like i try to think like back back yeah but like realistically and it, it's weird because like in a like kind of fan base that's so built upon nostalgia to think mm-hmm. of like something like super recent as one of your favorite games, like, like it's almost sacrilege, right? Like someone would yeah. call you out on it for some reason. Um, yeah, they, yeah. Like for me, like Breath of, of the Wild is going to be on that list. Like it's sure, it's still hard to say, but like, like th- there's a good chance that it is number one. Mm-hmm. Um, that's great. But I, I, I like to to look to games like. Uh, I mean, I think Journey is one of my favorite games ever. Definitely in the top five. Um, and it's also one of those games that I could probably position as the, like, one of the best games ever because of, like, it... Yeah, which is a totally for, different conversation. Yeah, yeah, and we're not, we're not really having that one. Yeah, but, yeah. like, mm-hmm. I love it because it is... Because of the ways it's the best game ever. Like, yeah. you could show that to someone who, um, you know, doesn't play games and they'll, like, totally fucking... Yeah. Like, so, I don't know. It's 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 crazy to see people who don't play games play that game and then yeah. like see their World of Warcraft crying. Yeah? Yeah. Makes sense. I can't I say understand. no. I spent too much of my yeah. life. It's good. It's my Zen game. So for and me you've, you've got friendships based around that too, which is cool. I do. Yeah. So, so for me, like I always have a hard time just saying just like general like favorite game. Like mm-hmm. yeah. I've always kind of thrown the qualifier of like like by like genre. Like I have a favorite right. RPG, I have a favorite platformer, Action, I have adventure, a favorite act- yeah, 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 totally. And so like, it's it's just so broad. And like, mm-hmm. like I'm at the point now where, like, my taste in music is so broad that it's really hard for me to be like, oh, like, what's your favorite artist? Like, yeah, like what, like, a, like that's just totally relative to like, right? What like, are you gonna pit? You mean like you today? Pit, yeah, like you're not gonna put Spoon against Chance the Rapper, or you know, like, yeah. It's, yeah, it's to- it's apples and oranges. Absolutely. So, yeah, so it's it's always been hard for me to just be like, oh, all-time favorite game is X. Um yep. like I've had so many. Um and it totally changes like um Wind Waker used to be one of my favorite games and like now that Breath of the Wild is out and like does the kind of like 
on adventure of like this massive open environment like way better like mm-hmm. my perception of wind waker is like is actually like lower it's not even like oh yeah like if wind waker was one like now it's two behind this like no that actually like, yeah knocks it down a few more rungs because like now this game scratches yeah. that itch way better and so now like whenever it's like oh yeah i want to go like get that like open air exploration kind of feel like that that's not gonna be my go-to game now like yeah like that's it it, it was in my top three which of, of zelda games which is always like rotating um but now like and also like reading a bunch of stuff about like the, the design of it and whatnot like it's a bit lower on my list um yeah, yeah. It's, it's hard it's like a nebulous thing like i have yeah like i could probably give you like my favorites by genre but yeah um yeah, yeah like it's a, just, it's a diff- it's it's difficult to to, to narrow it down i mean sure. wow is it might be all end all but like if i think yeah. of a game that i've just spent like you just have dozens of memories and connections and just like spent mm-hmm. many of my formative years playing it's definitely wow like that has to be on my list somewhere or or a mention of some sort or you're lying to yourself or i'm lying to myself and I, I, yeah, i'm not a liar I, no you're a truther um <laughs> <laughs> um I would be lying if I didn't put if I didn't mention Fallout Three, even though yeah. I've tried to go back and I don't like it anymore. You know? Yeah. Like, so I, I would I honestly poured s- hundreds of hours into that game probably, and I, Same. I, I, I just don't like that yeah. formula anymore. Uh, See, and, so. and and for me, it's like New Vegas did a lot of things better than Three, um, and like New Vegas has never been like I've never liked it more than Three. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I do actually like 4 apparently more than like anybody else. I loved Fallout 4. I like 4. Um, but, uh, um, I liked it. I, for my, I'm like right, that so didn't like it. when it comes to Fallout 4. Oh, yeah, God, I didn't like it. I, I, I adored it. Um, but yeah, like Fallout 3 is always on that list. Um, mm-hmm. Like It's one of the very few games that rewards like neutral action um yeah where like every game is so like black and white and it's like oh you make the good decision or you make the bad decision mm-hmm. um and like i i'm sure that there are others like like some like weird like pc um like exclusive games that i are totally just like i'm not even like thinking of right really now, like, but yeah I, yeah, I, I can't really think of a game that like not only like acknowledges that you can be neutral but rewards you for it like you get perks for yeah. being neutral totally um, like, um yeah I just thought of another one that would actually be uh, in my top for sure is Pac-Man Championship Edition DX. God, yeah, I, I remember when that, that game came out. And everyone was bananas about it. Owns it is so good. I was like in the top five hundred worldwide too for oh, nice. a certain uh, maze. How'd and, you um, like the mobile one, the endless Pac-Man? Um, oh, Pac-Man two five six. Yeah, two five six. That's right. It's basically Crossy Road, but Pac-Man, and it's yeah. really smart and well designed, and yeah. it's fun, and I it's not it. like it's not like microtransaction bullshit, but um, I don't think I like Pac-Man that much unless it's done with the, unless something, someone does something interesting to it, like two, five, six, but or DX, like DX, but specifically DX. And they released DX two like last year and it was a pretty big disappointment. Yeah. Yeah, Like I remember Uh, that reaction to it. Um, It's such a bummer. I have a question. One of my favorite games of all time that I always need to like defend um mm-hmm. is chrono cross we've talked about chrono cross yeah um i feel I, it i adore that game like if that game got a remake i mm-hmm. would like the only thing that i could complain about with that game like 
if I'm trying to go back and play it, is that it's dated. It's a 2000 yeah. uh, PlayStation game. Right. Totally. Um, but like the combat system in that game where um, there's like six innates uh, colors what was what they're called. Like you mm-hmm. have white and black, blue and red, and yellow and green. And those pairings are super effective against each other. So right. like you needed to kind of plan combat. It's like, oh, like if I'm going to go fight this white innate boss, like you you would instinctively want to bring some uh, black innate characters because they're going to be powerful against it. But he's in turn powerful against them, and like mm-hmm. you're going to get wiped out. Like it, the the way that it balances that is so unique, mm. and the way that oh yeah, and I remember I was talking about how much I love Glenn. Um, like the the <laughs> yeah. um, like synergies between characters are really neat. Um, yeah. The biggest complaint about the game, from what I remember, is that there are so many people like characters that you can have in your party, and like. Mm-hmm not all of them have a super compelling backstory. Right. But it's like, there's like 35 different characters that you can choose for your party. Um, wow. And like, yeah, like, um, I remember playing that and getting overwhelmed at that very thing. And like, oh, not really being able to keep going. Cause, because at the time, like a lot of JRPGs would like, um, you would need to follow through on characters basically. Or like, I don't know. You'd be, I felt like I'd be missing a lot if I didn't go with certain characters, I guess. Well, see, and, and there were certain parts where, like, to do, like, side missions, um, you need to, yeah. like, bring a character with you. And, like, um, that was a game that I think I m- played most of the time, like, with a guide. Just because there's mm-hmm. so much stuff that you could totally easily miss. Um, yeah. But, like, yeah, I, I loved the combat system in that game. I loved its story, like, especially as a standalone, because um, it does have tie-ins to trigger that are mm-hmm. uh, a little looser than... Like a typical right. sequel would, but uh, yeah, I I adore that game, and I always like, mm-hmm. like if if I were to, you know, put like that's my favorite RPG of all time. Yeah, um, sure. Yeah, and like um, Super Mario Galaxy is probably in my top three. There. Yeah, like, like it'd probably be Chrono Cross, Super Mario Galaxy, and if I'm gonna project, maybe Breath of the Wild. But for now, I'll say Link's Awakening cool um Uh, um, here's a question did you say you had a question yeah yeah Yeah. okay so when i think of like the like xbox playstation 2 gamecube era um i think that like it sort of uh really thrived on its on the amount of like b-list games that existed back then so good right yeah games that that were just so obscure but like existed and came out and so my question for you guys is what is your favorite obscure game from the PS2, Xbox, or uh, GameCube era? Not counting like say... Nintendo exclusives or like yeah. things like that. I don't know if I had one that came out on those consoles, but like around the same time I was playing Game Boy Advance a lot as well. Okay. And there was, an, there was a cartoon called like, Ro- Ro- not Robotobots because that's an album. Metabots. Uh, Metabots. Yes, there was yeah. a... Um, oh my God, there was on a, the there was a no, it was Game Boy Advance. GBA, which Boy Advance? one? Oh, that's right. Yeah, I did have it on Game Boy Advance. Oh my so god! There was like a there were two games that came out for it. Two completely different. Yeah, it was Metabots like silver games. and blue. No, no, no. It was like silver and gold or something. There was silver and gold, and then there was a turn-based RPG. Okay, so I played the silver and gold. I think um, I had cool. a turn-based so, RPG. Me too. Okay, so wait, I thought I might like looking back. I thought I might have been the only one that played this game, but like, so it was like a 2D action brawler, like similar to Super Smash Brothers, like 
in the oh, way you no, played I, it, I yeah, guess. Totally. I, I, I never played it though. Now. I see the case. Um, and, and you could like upgrade your robot with different pieces from enemies you beat up, and uh, it was so rad. Um, but I feel like yeah, that game's cool. There aren't really many games like that anymore that are actually good. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I think Indy's well, kind of taken that a little bit. Totally. Yeah. 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 Well, Absolutely. Uh, a big part of that was THQ going under. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's Midway. it's just yeah Midway too. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It it sucks. Um, that's it's a rough uh, market for games and game developers. Games cost too much to make, and you know they cost a lot to buy. Yep. Um, um, did, you, did you have an answer for that, Brian? I do, yeah. Uh, PsyOps, the Bindgate conspiracy. <laughs> Never heard of it. it. Yeah, same. It was this like dope th- third-person shooter where you were this like uh, psychic guy who wakes up with amnesia and can't remember any of his powers, but you slowly get them back throughout the whole game. And it's just like you've got guns and you've got like uh, telekinesis and like pyro powers and uh, mind reading and other stuff. And it just like it was so cool it's it's a good game you should look it up at some point the thing that yeah. that like really irritated me the most is i played it all the time on xbox and i and i of course beat it multiple times and it ends mm-hmm. with a with just a really like stark to be continued oh shit and it never screen, came, and it, it, it never, never got a sequel oh, <laughs> oh shit that sucks i mean it's sitting at an 84 on metacritic like sitting on yeah. it like it's gonna change uh <laughs> yeah so it, it was a liked game it was good um see and like I don't necessarily believe that exclusives uh, wouldn't count for that because, like, that was the era of exclusives. Well, like, not not like Wind Waker but, is what I'm saying. Yeah, um, but for me, like, I have always been a fan of platformers. Like, that is, like, my like, going into into this year, my most anticipated game was Ukulele. Um, yeah, because like I want that Banjo Kazooie third person platformer game so bad again. Um, Mm-hmm. And th- there were a lot of those in that era that were kind of uh, a bit of a niche. Uh, you had like Billy Hatcher, you had Chibi Robo. Um, I really loved uh, Tie the Tasmanian Tiger. Like that was a really mm. good series of a couple of games. Um, yeah, like th- those were kind of my wheelhouse. Like, uh, I actually thought of an answer now. Okay. Because Sp- uh, piggybacking off of the platformer thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Attack in the power of Juju. Yeah, oh, I was like but, actually but, into those games. I looked I, this up I, recently. This so game. I don't think they're good, but like, so that it had a was. TV show. Like, I don't think that's nope. TV show came after. Well, I, I know, but but we're talking about like really obscure well, stuff that people weren't into. Like that, that was big enough to get yeah, a TV show. I thought, but it's I thought also the, question the era was like, of bad licensed games based off of movies. So I almost oh, think yeah, that totally. counts. No, but also I thought the premise of the question was like kind of B tier, not yeah. like okay. not necessarily obscure, but like like you know a THQ esque yeah. game. Like yeah. that's what it was. It was a THQ property, I think. Um, hey, uh, we've been going for like forty nine minutes. You guys feeling good to wrap it up? Yeah, yeah, cool. Hopefully, through that discussion, uh, all all of you beautiful listeners out there. Um, I've learned a little bit more about like who we are and why we approach games the way we do. I don't know. Uh, it was kind of fun to go down memory lane with, with you guys. Definitely. We should do it more. Yeah. 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 There's I, there, I'm still thinking of like 10 other stories. Um, yeah. I, I have, I have a bunch built up that I'm yeah. just like, yeah. Oh man, like can't, yeah. Just going down like just trains of thoughts that I haven't had in a yeah. decade. Um, 
and I don't know what we're going to do next week. I'm pretty unavailable. <laughs> Why it's is funny. that? We're all going to we're all going to be in the same room and it'd be so fucking funny if we like if I like set aside time and I told Grace I was like, "Hey, sorry, I'm going to record the pod." Uh, like just take 30 minutes out of the reception. Or we like do it live. We <laughs> we'll do, do it a live. live video at some point. Oh yeah, I promise. Just, turn your wedding reception into a live episode of Fans of the Genre. Fans of the Let's genre. Do it. Hell yeah, we can man. do audience questions. Mm-hmm. Because um, Grace's second cousins definitely have questions about video games. Yep. Um, oh, good. Yep. <laughs> so uh, thank you for listening to Fans of the Genre. We'll if we don't have an episode out next week, we'll definitely have one out on the, the week after tenth. The tenth. Yep. I'll, I'll um, do a monologue if if you know worse comes to worse. I like the idea. I've heard of shows like where they each record their own segment and then they stitch it together for like a super short episode. Um, we could do something I, like that. Yeah, we, we did that for uh, my old podcast because we couldn't get anybody to record at the same time, so we just did like fifteen minute like confessionals about games yeah. and movies. And stuff. I would love to do that. Yeah, um, so maybe that's what we'll do. Just keep an eye on that old feed and open your mouth for the feed. Actually, the I think feed that you. was our old podcast. Didn't we do that for? Uh, I've heard of them. I think we tried, but no one recorded their own shit, <laughs> or no, not everyone did. Yeah, um. I think Evan <laughs> and Grace forgot to record. Uh, Yes, you and I did it because we're good boys. Yeah, um, good boys. If you like fans of the genre, please rate us on iTunes. It helps others discover the show. More importantly, tell a friend. Follow us on Twitter at fans of genre or on Facebook at facebook.com slash fans of the genre. And uh, that's where you can send us questions and feedback. Um, feedback uh, that we, we, we never receive. So please yeah. send us anything. Please. It'd be, it'd be great. Um, listen to In A Word Pod, Meta Podcast, and our new friend, our new show from our friend uh oh what is it called <laughs> literary something literary yes i'm gonna edit this to make it to make it work uh anyway that's with alex yeah. Vigu and his friend oh yeah yeah Ooh. that that that's a good pod it was good um i what i really liked about the show the name of which i still cannot remember is that like you can tell that they are like legitimately good friends and they have a really good not, rapport. Not like this podcast. No, no we're, we're still struggling to figure it out. But, uh, <laughs> so no, okay. Their their show is called Literary Merit, and it's hosted by our friend of the show, King with No Name, on Twitter, whose name is Alex Figu. Um. Yep. So before we take off, I just have a quick question about the wedding. Um. Mm-hmm. How many dogs are going to be there? How many? Uh, infinite. Infinite. Oh. Okay. Good. Yeah. Uh. That's thanks to John Bash for recording completely original music for us we love it uh go to johnbash.com for more music and that is gonna do it um that needs workshops